What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Page on Page on the podcast, Page on Hannibal podcast. <laughs> you can tell I'm fully fully alert. My name is Hannibal. <laughs> I'm with Mister Bet on You. What up, own, St. Louis's own Pedro. How are you doing? I'm okay. good, brother, man. How are you? I'm ready for this one, man. I'm ready, ready, ready. This is going to be a very exciting one. We're going to be talking about 80s hip-hop. I was I was thinking about putting some 80s hip-hop on here, but I know YouTube with the copies, whatever, whatever. Yeah, so you know how they do. Yeah, couldn't put that there. There's so many sounds and so much music from that era, from that decade. So we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. And, you know, this is live, so we got people in chat already i know i've seen jose in there i see bobby in there what's bobby, up guys shout out boys what up just throw out i mean this is gonna be a really organic conversation just throw out some artists that you know really you know you you love from the era you know throw out stories we want to talk about everything 80s hip-hop in this episode i know pedro spent a quite a amount of time listening to 80s hip-hop so i'm gonna give you the floor man like you know tell me because you know I was born in 84. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were, you were part, what, 80? I'm, I'm, I'm 81. So, okay. you know, I think a lot of the music we're going to talk about, we were kids and we didn't, we weren't listening to it when it dropped, right? We're mm-hmm. maybe seven, eight, nine, you know, we're not really in it, right? But as you become older, you know, you start, you know, for me, 90s and the early 2000s is a lot of my hip hop. But then you start recognizing, well, okay, what, what, you know, uh, these guys are talking about who now and then you go back and look so i i, I became a young adult when i got into the 80s mm-hmm. music right and started learning a little bit but it had been a while bro so you know i had to go back and like look up some some albums and and it was nice man you forget some of these names we talk about some of the goats now we we don't give enough pay enough homage to these guys that started it you know what i mean yeah. and and so it was nice to go down and uh, listen to some music I hadn't heard for a while. Listen to songs that I knew were classics, but really listen to them a little bit and understand the relevance of that time and what they were saying. So I, I will say this. There were some songs that I, I heard that are popular, were popular then, or maybe they're like commercially popular that I think are really bad, like trash. Like, Uh-oh. Yeah, I think, uh, some yeah. Is, I think some is a little corny. So if you're offended by some of my corny choices, that's cool, but I'm going to keep it real. So I'm interested in diving in, so. I understand. And we're going to get into that. I know like what was really hot back then necessarily doesn't necessarily translate. Like there's some songs and some right. artists that just like, it's a timeless and it's just timeless. It doesn't matter what area you put them in that this artist is going to destroy and just run everything up. Uh, Garden State was born in 1998. Young, youngin, huh? Oh, wow. Let me tell you about these kids out nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jose, 82. Okay. Um, so, so we go to the beginning. So yeah, old boy, 84, same, similar to you. Uh, I didn't, uh, my, my real root in hip hop is probably, yeah, growing, growing up in the nineties. I mean, first mm-hmm. I was able to remember it and born in 84 by the time, you know, 90, 1990s, I was, you know, like six, seven. So, but being in New York city, being in Brooklyn, I do remember a lot of the eighties artists because it's here. It would be on. You know, it, 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 you know, not necessarily having music videos and stuff like that, but you heard in the radio. Um, there was a local access TV, but that's more in the 90s. But I don't know. It may have been on 1990s. It was called Video Box. And the host was Ralph McDaniels. And he would, and it's mm. some like local access thing. He wasn't on like a regular network show. 
-hmm. and he would interview hip hop artists. And he would like, so it started, I mean, obviously it started here in New York City, Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny we talk about like corny uh, music where like, let's go from the way back. The biggest first hit was 1989, mm -hmm. Sugar Hill. Rappers delight, you know, hip, hip, hop, hip, 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 Get people, yeah. you know, interactive, getting them yeah. just to have a good time. And they'll just go back and forth spitting rhymes. And then it kind of went, you know, Rappers of Light, where one producer said, I want to make a record. And just mm -hmm. grabbed, like, three random guys that could rap. And then they put the, you know, which we listen to it now. I, I mean, I love it. I mean, I love that. But it's so corny. And it's yeah. a disco. It's really a disco vibe when you yeah. think about it. Dun, 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 yeah. Like, it's very disco vibe. Yeah. But from then on... um. It started to get a little better and a little bit more more refined. And at that time, even when that record came out, many people didn't think that rap or hip hop was going to be where yeah, it is. I now. think they thought it was going to be a, a fad, right? Yeah. And now it's 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 hip hop is like even pop music. It's it's the number one right now for some people would consider. You know what I mean? So um, interesting you bring them up. I mean, I think. It's it. I didn't have them on my corny list when I was in my brain because okay. I think they're. I think they're just so. It's such an iconic and they paved the way and you know what I mean, um, with the bars and having the hook and like they they really took what like Africa and Bombada was trying to do and what the guys were trying to do with the house parties and get the crowd going and deep and they took it to like okay this is on like TV they're recording it these guys you know it's a song you know, um, versus just a beat but um, yeah I mean if that song came out today. It's trash. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. No, it, you know, you know what I mean? It would be look, they would be like, is this a new Drake album? What is this trash? Like, you know, it, it, it's but, don't disrespect Drake. We're not gonna get into Drake slander here. We're talking about the 80s. 80s. Okay, I'll stand he born yet? My bad. My bad. I think he's no, I think he was born in who, who cares? Anyways, anyways, <laughs> 80s. Stay focused, Pedro. Uh yeah, it, it's but they paved the way that yeah, it can absolutely. be a commercially, I mean, everyone played that song. Everyone played that song. It was a really, really big deal. And that's how it started. Hip hop. It was a party. Is you know, you go out there, it's the beat, it's the interactive with the crowd. I mean, that's why I think hip hop shows are so um amazing and, and especially live. I don't know if you guys ever go to see a live show. If your favorite rapper is performing, go. Go check it out live. It's a whole different feel than watching a YouTube video or listening. It's live music, it's a whole especially if they can perform well. And which would, would make it really interesting. And Garden State kind of put it up right there. When rappers were able to not just talk about partying, like the message, like I still listen to that song at least once yeah. a year, or at least like every couple months. That was a powerful song. Yeah. Powerful, especially that last uh, verse. Powerful. Whereas, like, yeah, things are, and it, things were messed up. Yeah, the 80s crime, inflation, crack, the crack epidemic, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a lot was going on. Police brutality. You know, we have it now, but it was then, you know, it, and it, there was a lot going on. So then you had these rappers, you know, N.W.A., you know, Easy e LL, yeah. Slick Rick, Rakim, EPMD, Run DMC. Like, you know, had all these guys and they started telling stories like uh, like Garden State was talking about storytelling a little bit. Right. And. Then for me, that's when the 80s started. To, they started being a little more lyrical. You know, Ice Cube, Ice T, they're talking about, 
and, and they're 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 talking about the neighborhoods, but then the lyrics kind of came in. So you had these dope ass beats. For for me, I, I the beats in the eighties are just you cannot compare. I mean, there's great beats now, but like the beats are just so different because they're so innovative for me, right? Mm-hmm. There's just and there's and they're just classic. And there's you have to understand. I think when they're making this stuff, like they're making it with very little things uh technology you know what i mean so to think about what they were doing then versus now it's auto-tune and this it's easy to, it's easier to make a beat now than it was 35 years ago so it, you know the beats were just crazy then the lyrics started to catch up you know um but yeah the 80s man that the message is crazy but for me i i was listening to some stuff today and i forgot like you look at like guys like ice cube ll and ice t right those are three significant guys in the 80s right yeah they're not the top, but they're in there. You know, they're in there, right? And you look at like Ice T's on like Law and Order. You got LL. Who knows what he's doing? Some game show. He's, Ice, he's, he's Ice been Cubes. there for a minute. He's yeah, yeah. Ice, Ice Cube's doing Disney movies, and he's a businessman. These dudes were they were they were they were from the streets. You know, I would, like, I would, I would, I would challenge you. I would, I in terms of those three, LL was the man in the eighties. He was absolutely. the man. I mean, very, I think he's very underrated. I don't think enough people give him credit. Yeah. Uh, when he was able, and that's another thing that kind of came out of, like, yeah, hip-hop definitely started from the Bronx, but it started to filter out in different boroughs. And Queens was where they had Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he was starting he was starting this thing together. Jam, and he, yeah. his brother run. Like, he was like, hey, you, you rap? Oh, yeah, get DMC. And that came together, which is probably the first, I would say, the first mainstream, uh, like, artist that, like mainstream, mainstream rock was Run DMC. The brand right, they, they did the they they did a song with Aerosmith, and I think yeah. catapulted yeah. hip hop and them. You know what I mean? Like the walk this way. that was huge when that yeah. song came out, man. Yeah, and uh, and the 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 mix that they had, like Run DMC, was very like has some rock influences. That's an interesting thing about how fast. I think what amazed me is how fast things came together in, in, for, in terms of hip hop in the eighties. Just the eighties, how they were able to do like the techno funk stuff with the, you know, after Bambada with Planet mm-hmm. Rock, with Planet Funk and Planet Plank Rock, yeah. Yeah. And then how it went from like Rick Rubin doing, you know, rock kind ish beats with, you know, what he had it with on Run DMC. He worked with the Beastie Boys, which mm-hmm. if we have, if we want to go into 80s artists that were very popular that I personally did not get into. The Beastie Boys is probably the first one. For some mm-hmm. reason, they never connected with me. Um, the one song I love is Sabotage, and that is not yeah. a hip hop. I mean, I love well, Sabotage. It's a rock I think they, album. I think they, they were able to bring in a whole new fan base, yeah. right? Based on what they're from, how they look, like you know, th- th- that was a very good move. The, guy, the guys were talented, though. They, they did a lot. They produced a lot of their own stuff along with Rick Rubin. They were talented guys, but. You know, their album still now to this day sells like tens of thousands of copies, or at least it did a few years back. Like when people were buying CDs, that album was like, it's one of the top selling albums in hip hop. So I never got, I didn't get into BC Boys as much. I know the classic songs and I actually like some of their newer stuff that would come out. They were really getting like kind of, kind of techno with it and like crazy and like trying things. I kind of liked some of that stuff that they were trying, you know, even 10, 15 years after. You're talking like early 2000s. 20 yeah, years yeah. after they came out. Yeah. It was kind of interesting stuff, but they're definitely, they put their footprint on. I mean, they're, you can't talk about the A's without talking about Beastie Boys. You just can't. Yeah, People love know? them. And oh, and, and yeah. it's like, as I Big listen time. to them, I'm, like, I'm thinking like, what is, I'm not, I'm just, 
it just you know but that's the thing the great thing about music it, it touches people differently right mm-hmm. so yeah we went from the party stuff but then it went to serious it went from gangster basically it's starting to that gangster rap basically started in the 80s yeah um the political stuff someone mentioned in the chat about um that's another another group uh, don't hate me which is weird because i'm black public enemy mm. fight the power now Chuck D rapping off beat and not rhyming. <laughs> I love Flavor Flav. It shows how ratchet I am. Oh, man. Uh, so you're giving, all, hold on, hold on. Actually, you're giving homage to Flavor Flav. Oh, the dude could play me. You know, he, he he had the ability to play like several instruments. The dude is I had no he's like idea. one of those. I'm not going to say the word because I want to get in trouble with YouTube. But yeah, yeah play the piano. Like he actually is musically um, talented. Mm-hmm. And I guess what Public Enemy made it work is because they had the wacky Flavor Flav. With Chuck yes. D. I mean, I still love Fight the Power. I mean, I love their image. Their, the way they looked. Sure. The, the clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about the 80s. The night, the um, the late 70s, early 80s, especially with the African band, I like, they dressed up as chieftains and yeah, it was a lot of weird, yeah. really weird, which stuff is, it's funny now when people say, holla, these kids are wearing tight clothes and, and they look kind of funny. Uh, go back to the 80s. Go back go to back, the early 80s. Look at Rick James. He wasn't hip hop, but look at Rick James. Yeah. Look at, I mean, look, at look at Prince. <laughs> look at Prince. I mean, they'll stab you. Like, don't, I mean, don't, don't, don't yeah, mess with like, like look at those guys. That, yeah, I mean, they <laughs> they were different, you know. There was a there's a picture of uh, Isley brothers, and oh. they all looked as tight as ever. And I'm I, sure you saw this this photo. Listen, no lie, I like the Isley Brothers. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, no, no. dude, you're talking R and B. That's my. Oh, shit of right course, there, of course. I love it. Uh, I'm saying, go try to go back in time and try to pick a fight with them and see what happens to you. Oh. Like just because they look that way, they Good will point. all stab you. Like they don't play around. So it's interesting that we kind of look at that those that image. Mm-hmm. But uh, the '80s with the way they looked, I love the Ram DMC look. I like you know, shell toe Adidas, oh, hat, yeah. chain, glasses, bucket glasses. hat. Oh yeah, man, Black. that's classic. Rock him. The way Rockham looked, Big Daddy Kane. Rockham, I forgot how his voice mixed. I mean, it's so unique and powerful, right? You, I forgot about him sometimes. You know, you don't forget, but I'm going back listening. I'm like, oh man. And then you know, you you know, you mentioned uh, we talked about Slick Rick earlier, but like Big Daddy Kane, MC Shan. I got a list here. LL. uh, You know, you got Dougie Fresh, Houdini. Uh, NWA Ice T, you talked about Easy E already. Um, what was the other one I had on here? Uh, Mrs. MC Light, Queen Latifah, pay homage to the women, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, cool G rap, Della Soul. Like, there's so many we forget, and and some of the music when I was listening, it's like, man, this is kind of corny. Like, the lyrics, like, because I'm a lyric guy. So, my first album, as we talked about, we'll get into the 90s next week, y'all, but you know, I'm more knowledgeable about 90s, but like Nas and all that music, right? Pop. Yeah, but it's gonna be. It, it's it's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. And I think the in the nineties, they 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 catapulted the lyrics and like really refined it. But some of the eighties, man, it's like, man, they're just saying, like, <laughs> it's just boom, 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 boom. It's, it's just a little, a little well, off. Some of it, you know. But Pedro, you're so bougie. All right, well, it, they just started. <laughs> hip hop and hippity hop hop. Like you know, not everyone's able to. <laughs> I know. So, but but it, uh, I I like the way you brought that up because I think when Rapids of Light came out, it got to a point where everyone probably thought they can rap because mm. it just seems so simple. And first of all, Rapids mm. like they had some there was something there. I mean, you know, they had some stories. I mean, they basically went back and forth. I don't know if there was necessarily of a, a hook. I guess 
No, it wasn't a hook or it was just them going back and forth for 14 minutes. Yeah. And then they cut up, you know. Um, but the one artist I think really took it to another level. And to a point where even I, I saw this interview with Run D, uh, DMC was like, I heard this in the car and I was like, how are we gonna compete with that? Mm-hmm. It was Eric, it was Eric Ray and Rockham. Oh, yeah. Rockham came in. And I I it's funny, I think in my early 20s, even yeah, and you know, uh, 90s, 2000s, if someone said, What was the best rapper ever? I would I would say before I said Nas or Jay-Z or all those other ones, I always always say Rakim. For some reason, I yeah. said no, Rakim is the best because the level of technical ability, style, the flow, the Eric B with the with the beats. With the um, beats. I love that yeah. jazz in, influence. That's like that's my favorite part of hip hop, the jazz mm. Uh, mm. connection. Yeah. He was on a different level than everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Would you say, I, I would agree with that. Would you say, I think there's something for me with his technicality. Uh, you, he reminds me, or Kendrick Lamar reminds me of him in some ways. You know, the storytelling, the ability, that very iconic voice. You know, there's some guys you just, you hear them and they say one word. It's like, bam, I rock him or bam, that's Kendrick. You know, like yeah. there's some similarities for me, but I'm, yeah, I forgot. I mean, the, the first album I bought of his, I believe, was the 17th letter. Without By then, that was like his fifth or sixth album, you know, so later. But that's when I first started hearing him. And it's like mid, you're talking like that's like 96, 97 when that album came out. And then when I got that, then I started going back and listening to the old stuff with, you know, Eric B. And then I was like, man, this guy's, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. So I'm listening to him, listening to Nas. Or, you know, it's just like, that's where I, I like the lyrics. I like the storytelling. You know, I like Slick Rick listening to some of his stuff, you know? LL was more like a little, a little tough, but, you know, also very, you know, they commercialized. They pushed LL pretty yeah, boy. I mean, they yeah, pushed him, I mean, but he, he was loves, talented. As he like, not, every, even the most aggressive man could yeah. listen to I Need Love and still feel it. Like, I, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll listen to that early actually. Yeah. I was like, I'm in a car. I, I do need love. I think we all need love. Well, that beat is dope too. Yeah, right. it, it it works. It he put that song together. It's great. But yeah, Rock Him, it's just a different level. Um, follow the leader, microphone fiend, um, yeah. lyrics of fury. He's he's like destroying. And it's weird that he is not a bigger deal than he they should be. I mean, everyone pays homage to him, and I think a lot of the jazz influences. He said he. I think he said one of his. Um, he he loved jazz. He loved uh, John Coltrane. He said he, he tried to pattern his rhyme schemes with jazz, mm. which I, he he did it like he explained it. But I'm like I don't even understand, dude. But yeah, like dudes on a whole different level of an ability. Yeah, the ability to storytell, the flow, the speed. You can slow it down. You can go fast. And I think that yeah, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, they follow like a lot of jazz influences in those records. I mean, obviously yeah. Nas. I mean Nas always talks about his father, about his father was a musician. Yeah, exactly. So. So that that was me. And then also how they look, big gold chain. Like it wasn't the baggy pants and looking like they they looked classy. Yeah. Really like they would still kick your ass. But you know, like I love that kind. And then you know, Big Daddy Kane, he and he has some really good, um, really good lyrics and oh, yeah. albums as well in that era. So I did like the look of of those in that in that era um would you say that, so you know you think about those big uh the big chains like the figaro chains the what, what's the big one the rope chain right that's this crazy oh, yeah, that's like iconic you, yeah it's so iconic with the bucket hat some glasses right uh and you, and, and you think about like the, the, the style was just so different from now now you got the guys wearing chains but they're like 
it's a whole nother look. And I feel like those guys doing it in the eighties, it looks so much better than what I see now. It's just different, but it's like, it's just, it's just better. You know, I think yeah. a lot of these rappers took a little bit of influence from like some of the guys in the hood, like the Italians with the, like the mobsters, they, you know, those guys were wearing chains and Rolexes yeah. and pinky rings, you know, so they took that, like what looks like power and money and, 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 and wealth. Right. And they, they, they influenced that into that, some of that hip hop streetwear and stuff. And, and yeah, the 80s look is dope. And it doesn't get much better than that, I think. Yeah, I it's interesting because you it's like 80s went with the gold chains, then like 90s, 2000 went like platinum, and then now I don't know what's going on. Just, uh, it's just all diamonds now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, that's how it kind of started when you really think about it in terms of even the early hip hop was how better I am at rapping than you are, how much women I have. Yep. How much money, how much more money or in things and possessions I have. Like it started very early. Yeah. Where we just bragged, we were braggadocious, Absolutely. larger than life characters. Like that's just how hip hop kind of started. And, and that's how so many people kind of gravitate towards it. And it brings some other problems, you know, in terms of the culture of, you know, gangster rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, you know, uh, Garden State kind of put a, a couple of uh, artists, but yeah, KRS Run, uh, Book It Down Production. It, yeah. Now we're getting the conscious rap, and it's crazy how everything kind of came together in the eighties. Like, how is it? Do you feel like how like what's the what's the probability of of a new art form be able to dominate the culture, dominate America so quickly? Like in terms of yeah, from now like especially from from nineteen seventy nine hip hip hopity to now, where it's like it's a global force. Like, isn't it? It's kind of crazy when you think about it. It is because if you think about it, comparing it to other music, popular music like uh, country, rock and roll, um, blues, jazz, those those kind of genres have been around for hundreds of years. And, you know, in some cases, you know, and hip hop wasn't, you know, and I think it's cool because you got we got to also understand this hip hop, you know, the influence, they get a lot of island influence. Right. Places like where you and I are from and and people from those islands migrated to the East Coast, New York, Miami. Right. But mostly a lot of New York. Right. And then this this blend of that street life mixed with that reggae uh, jazz. And it became this totally new art form, you know, and it's it's quite amazing, man. Think about it. So it's it's the hip hop is able to be influenced and sample and take so many different things that it's hard that other, I guess, genres of music doesn't, they're not able to do that or they, they do it, but it's just, for some reason, hip hop is able just to be flowing. Like it's very, yeah. like it's very uh, plowable to to that type of thing. So it got the political stuff where, you know, uh, public enemy and very important stuff. I don't know. I, you know, I guess the more, you know, me, Pedro, you realize I like, like I like, uh, uh, you know, a five course meal, of course, anyone does. But I'll I'll eat McDonald's three o'clock in the morning after I drink. Like I don't care. Like it tastes delicious. Or Taco Bell at two o'clock. In the morning. I, so I like, yeah. Public Enemy was like so serious. Like fight the power. And I'm like, man, where's the women? Animals like where the big booty? Where's hole? the like, big butts? <laughs> like where's the big butts? There's no big butts over here, Chuck D. I understand we gotta fight the power, but we gotta dance. That was you know. So uh, KRS One. Another another probably not as appreciated because again yeah. it's, it's sometimes you can be too te- too technical and too lyrical and if you're not making people dance it's kind of like you know but yeah. I love um, a lot of songs for um, the uh, Boogie Down Productions but you know what we 
I don't want to get in my East Coast bias because um, I do have it. It's amazing. But well, it's okay. Um, let's talk about some rappers that are from again all the '80s from the West Coast. So I think one of my favorite early West Coast rappers, obviously N.W.A. and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, obviously like Ice Cube lyrically, crazy. he's pretty good. I think crazy. he's up there. People don't really say people don't really mention Ice Cube up there top ten, the top five. Usually that he's He's a damn good lyricist. Absolutely. I mean, he basically and he I was he, writing music for other people too in that group. He propped so he, up. <laughs> yeah, I he mean, propped up them. Like it oh, was yeah. him put writing those rhymes. So I don't think he gets enough respect in that regard. But uh, my personal favorite, Ice T. So you're okay. Okay. I like okay. Ice T. The yeah. flow. He's cool. You you. He just I I uh, not necessarily the most lyrical guy, but you want. At least I'm like, damn, that that's the dude right there. He is smooth. I think at the song I, I listened to a couple uh six in the, six a.m. or six in the morning or yeah, something six like in that. The mor- yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean, it. that was his breakout hit. That great, was his breakout hit, yeah. great flow. Uh, you know, uh, great look. You know, represent where he's from. He had a big, big booty girl, Coco. So you know that that maybe that's why you like him. <laughs> big fan, big fan. I mean, uh, I like his acting too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, SBU. It's cool. Man, I think it's kind of good to typecast him. It, but it really uh, New Jack, New Jack City, everyone yeah. watch oh, that movie. I yes. watched that movie ten thousand times. He That's convinced me he was yeah. a cop. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like New Jack, you know. But I, I was a more, uh, and this might be nine, but Menace to Society was a big movie for me. Boys okay. in the Hood, Boys in the Hood is like classic. Dude, we can make um, a we can make another podcast about that. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's oh, hip hop. Yeah. It's kind of hip hop related. It's, it's it's culture. It's it's, and the, it's and it absolutely no soundtracks. Very good soundtracks for all those uh, movies. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so you mentioned Ice T West Coast. Obviously, Ice Cube's the man out there for that era. Um, Too Short. I think Too Short gets boxed into this. Uh, you know, he's talking about women and all, but he has some lyrics. Flow. I was get out the word, a lot, but a lot of a <laughs> lot of swagger. Yeah, you know, uh, I was listening to some of his stuff. It's been a while. You he's know, still I, making music. Is still I didn't know making that. Music. That, yeah, what definitely. is he? He's got to be like pushing sixty. Yeah, he's got to be. Guys, he's, be. he's a legend. I mean, yeah, he, he he's is. a legend. Yeah. So like, yeah, Ice T, obviously Ice Cube. Someone put it in the chat. I think Garden State, uh, DLC. Now, oh, DLC. Yeah, I had him on my list somewhere. Dude. Else. Yeah, dude. I was listening to that again. I feel so bad because he should have been like one of those guys, but I guess he had something wrong with his voice and he just, damn, he's good. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at it, this is uh, 80s. Yeah. Uh, MC8, M- he's from West Coast. Oh, yeah. I love it. He's talking about MC8, oh, yeah, uh, DJ Quick, I mean, producer, beats. He's, the West Coast is such a whole nother vibe. I feel like East Coast for me, at least my, you know, I never lived on the East or the West, right? Yeah. But I feel like East Coast is a little more, you know, the beats are different. Mm-hmm. Tends to be a little more lyrical. Um, the style's different. A little more like um, serious sometimes. And the West Coast a little more laid back. A little, a little smoother a little bit. And then an, up until NWA came out, then it was like F the police and this and that. They're talking about, you know, it was a whole nother. Easy E was from the streets living that life, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it's, a, it's, it's just so different, you know? That's, uh, a, that's the awesome thing about it. The idea that this art form can, I mean, it's not the best w- word, but mutate, but in a positive way, depending on where you live, what experiences you've been through. So, you know, listen to hip hop. Like my, it, 
the reason why I listen to hip hop is for my father. He he would play it on the radio all the time, and I loved it. It didn't matter. I just loved, and he would blast it. And one of the things about my father, he he would like he'll have a song and play it fifteen thousand hundred times. But at least it was a good song, so he didn't get tired of it. But he he had his favorites, and he would just play it and play it and play it. And the the thing about what I I love about it is, especially when they started to talk about some serious stuff, even though it's a little bit over the top, living in the the pro, you know, living like he, you know, he lived in the projects, growing up in the projects, living in the ghetto, living in low income housing, living in situations where you had to deal with crime and drug use and all this stuff. I mean, shit, technically, I still live in the ghetto, right? Mm-hmm. You, when you listen to it, someone talking about it in a way that they either like a story or they expressing, and it's you get to understand where they're coming from. And I, I think even people who, live in the suburbs they listen to that and they're like wow that's is that yeah. real is it actually happening yeah. is it yeah. a little bit over the top um yeah. and it's interesting it doesn't matter if you're in the west coast listening to you know like the message right like if you listen to that you're like, and you're like damn it's really going on but yeah go to the east go to west coast six in the morning i yep. see he's telling you something that's probably maybe probably happened are you listening to easy right or doc it you really brings people to understanding what's going on in 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 the city, yeah, and it's it's a it's it's a good thing because you, sometimes you there's neighborhoods that people don't want to go, and that's what rap can kind of bring that into their homes. They listen, you know, why they listen to a CD players, you know, back then, you know, yeah, yeah, right, eight track CD player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it it brings. So if you're in that neighborhood you're in that life if you're seeing the dope fiends you're seeing the hookers you're seeing the crack you're seeing the dealers and this is 80s too this is 80s right you know (laughs) yes you're seeing the the dealers they got the change you're seeing the women you're seeing all this stuff you're seeing the the mom struggling the single parents like you're seeing all these you know you're you're seeing it and then you're hearing it on the radio or a lot of hip hop, you know, you're not hearing on the radio, you're hearing bumping it in people's cars as they're driving, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? You know, then maybe you hear it on the radio, you hear it at a house party. It's like, okay, you can relate to it. But then, like you're just saying, the people living in the suburbs are understanding, they're seeing news stories about a crack epidemic. Gangs were crazy in the 80s, you know, yep. people were getting murdered at a crazy rate, right? Uh, crime, you know. Um, so you see it on the news, but then you hear about it in a song and you, you you get to reflect on that person's perspective, right? Because then maybe they're actually giving you, you feel like they're giving you the truth versus the news. Maybe it's not really always the truth, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting because coming from my perspective, right, I was born in Chicago, right? Chicago's bad. You know, I've been to Cabrini Greens, which has been torn down as a project, seen some crazy things, right? So I've seen the things that these guys were rapping about. Yeah. I wasn't part of that life, but I've seen it as a kid and as like a teenager. Right. And then you move out of that environment, then you go to like the suburbs, right? And you see all the all my friends, all the kids, they weren't about that life and never seen it, but they're listening to the music and they're at, you know, they're they're thinking they're down, but they're not. It was a real weird dynamic growing up because I would remember seeing stuff and then have these friends that were like pretend to be gangsters you know what i'm saying like it was really strange you know it's, it's i think it's a little bit of everything I, I i definitely understand what you're saying i think there is elements of it's so cool same thing watching gangster yeah. movies i mean it's while we cool, watch godfather cool i've seen scarface so many goddamn times 
Yeah. Why do I? Well, because they're like, man, maybe it'd be kind of cool to be, a, you know, coke drug lord. And you see the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, probably not. But yeah, you, you see Michelle Pfeiffer know. coming down in a white dress from the staircase. Who, want, like, who doesn't want that life, bro? I mean, come on. So it's, it's just interesting. Well, I think I forgot who said this. Is uh, I think Gerardo Rivera is like hip hop has done more damage. He did to, too. Yeah. He said something ridiculous, like yeah, which is it's it's so. And it's funny. I think he's from. He's from. I don't see he's from the hood, but he's he's he's, been in, he's he's been. He's from East Coast. He's grew up door poor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you. You are you being? Are you just? Are you just being hyperbolic? Are you? Did you forget that this is already happening before hip hop ever started? Like yeah. the seventies weren't great either. There's still there are gangs. There's still drugs. There's still people doing terrible things. Um, I doubt anyone listened to it. Yeah. I guess his idea is, well, I listened to a rap record. I'm going to go do something bad. Like, no, things are already messed up. Yeah. They're, they're probably using that just to deal. Um, it's just more of that kind of hip hop video games makes you do something, which is totally ridiculous. People yeah. are already in those bad situations. People either have no parents in the home. It's a little bit more complicated than I listened to NWA. Now I'm a gang member. Now I'm like, going to go kill, shoot a cop or something. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, there's got to be personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. We're missing several steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Several steps for sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm also I had a list to uh, uh, EPMD uh, did that thing in the 80s. I forgot about it. I, I thought they were more 90s, but they had their thing going on no, too. They, they did. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince real quick? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Will Smith. Uh, listen, I think DJ Jazzy Jeff, he's clearly talented, right? I mean, well, both yeah, of definitely. them, both of them are. Yeah. I mean, you got the song Summertime, that's a classic song, you know. Parents just 90s? Oh, maybe it's not, parents just don't understand. Yeah, that's, you know, 80s, yeah. It, that's 80s, right? So, for me, like, those guys are super commercial. Will Smith, you know, he could carry a tune, he's not. I put Will Smith in the same vein as uh, MC Hammer. MC Hammer's 80s, right? So a lot of commercial hits, like, but dancing and kind of like, I don't know, just doing too much for me. It's not my flavor, not my yeah. cup of tea, right? Yeah. But, you know, there's a place for it, you know? And then you got Vanilla Ice. Like, those guys are just a little, I feel like they're just like puppets on a string <laughs> of a company string. Like, hey, we're going to put you in front of the camera. Can you well, put MC these Hammer pants on and dance? You know? He definitely did it for the money. Cause, um, Ain't no hate, but at the yeah, end of the day, like, that's not... Music There's people who say MC Hammer can actually rhyme. Like he, he's he's really good, but MC Hammer went with I can make how much money and put these pair these pants sure. on. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would have done it. You know what I mean? Like I had those pants growing up. I mean, I had the pants. The, the pants. Here. Oh, I had them, bro. You got a picture? Yeah. Mm, I burnt them. Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> I Dude. definitely had those pants. So I was gonna say, go, let's right. put that picture as the album cover of this. Bro, I had those album. pants, and then once <laughs> once we got into like, I guess I was probably like. Fourth or fifth grade, I, w- I would dress up like crisscross. This is early nineties. Pant with my hoodie backwards, uh, jeans backwards. You remember crisscross? Like I was. That, that. I was. I do actually. I have to maybe we'll bring it next week on the podcast. Oh, um, but man. I was that kid. Like I was like, yeah, I would go to school and people were looking at me like, "What are you doing?" Like, oh, you don't know crisscross? Like, yeah, I was that dude. Yeah, that's why a lot of people think that it's influence. The influence is so strong that it will lead people to do the wrong thing, but. It's not. It is. It's another art form. It has nothing to do with that. Like things are already in place mm-hmm. to put people in the positions where they have to either join a gang or sell drugs or even violence. Like it's not. It's yes. It's very influential, but it's not like well, I'm going to do something bad because of what I've listened to. At least in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, we could talk about the nineties. Uh, and hopefully get that picture next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing there. me out there, man. I'm such I was such a nerd. I just listened to stuff. I didn't even bother like trying to dress because I didn't have the money necessarily. And I was just a nerd, so I was I would just listen to it. No, I would I would do all that. And then you know, then you know, as we got into like uh, the Midwest, you know, you had like Bone Thugs and all those. You know, then it was like I would wear the Dickies or the long tees, sag my pants, and this is like middle school. So now we're talking nineties, right? But yeah, I was that dude. Like I would I definitely look at the hip hop style. I would, I you know, and, and I'm you know. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican, but like you can look at me, people. Oh, he's a white dude. He's wearing like cross colors. I used to wear Fubu. I used to wear uh, uh, Carl Kanai, like all that stuff. You know, the yeah, hip hop culture was big. It was the style, man. No, like, that was the thing. That was the thing. I mean, I now you look at it like, yeah, but it, it, that's how it was. It was yeah, nothing wrong with it at the point uh, at the time. Um, so I'm looking at some some other some other artists that I. I it's so many. It's crazy. It just yeah, from like yeah, KRS One, I'm looking at. Um, I don't know if you know who Jazz O is, but he's basically yeah. Jay Z's mentor. Like he was, he started. That's first. where Jay Z got his name from. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. He's the music, pretty decent. Though. He was decent, yeah. but you know, I think. I mean, we could go talk about the '90s, but I think Jay Z was able just to package it together to be more mainstream. And also, he's just a really talented yeah. rapper. But I saw yeah. there's a few, there's a few Jazz O songs uh, that you guys could check out uh, from the '80s. He's pretty good. Um, Heavy D and the Boys. I love Heavy D. Heavy D, yeah. I love Heavy D. Heavy D's Produce, definitely got some cuts. He's, yeah, yeah. He's man. got some cuts. He's he's you know I listened to one song. Can't remember the name the other day. I was like, yeah, Heavy D. I remember Heavy D. Like he gave hope for the big boys. Jamaican you know man. Yeah, Jamaican dude. Yeah, and he you know he had a lot of swag. I had a friend growing up that looked like Heavy D. We called him Heavy D. Did, um, did he like that? He, he hated it. No, because <laughs> he was a big dude, but he could dress. He had a little money, like good looking dude he was just big right so yeah, he yeah, yeah. Called, yeah he he hated it <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know some people don't like being big yeah it is uh, what it is yeah but let's give a little love i see a garden state talking about queen latifah mc light um yeah the yeah. women back then too you know unity like they were rapping about significant things and that queen latifah could flow like i bet right now oh, she yeah, flow. She, yeah she don't, she don't i mean mess around. she yeah. don't mess around right and and i think it was it was cool to see um, hip hop just blew up so quick, you know, and then the nineties for me, it just, they went to a whole nother level. And now we're at the point where I feel like every decade commercially it gets more popular, but then it also, it's a weird mix because it gets sometimes like for me more watered down, you know, because everybody's like, I can be a rapper. I can be SoundCloud. I could do this. I could do that. And it's like, everybody wants to, now you got country guys that do country music, but they're rapping. Like it's just, it's all over the place now. Right. Which so, I, don't, I don't have a problem with I mean, I just won't, I, I give it a chance. And if it don't, if I don't, it don't feel it. I just move on. I would like everyone try it out. Um, Oh, Chubb Rock. Forgot about him. Yeah. Oh definitely. yeah. Dude. Bobby's did. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bring it back to the, you know, women that, you know, hip hop, you know, like Roxanne and, uh, Roxanne. Oh yeah. Um, did you see oh, the Netflix, I, that Netflix special they did for Roxanne? The, uh, I didn't get to watch it, but it was good. Yeah. Hip hop evolution. I think it's on Netflix. It's a really it, good, uh, it is. Yeah. documentary. He talks to, er- that dude talks to everybody. Anyone who's important in hip hop, he's able to talk to him. Like I, I'm yeah. totally jealous. Um, but in terms of women in hip hop, Salt and pepper. Now, mm, yeah, we didn't. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Mm, yeah, especially mm, salt and pepper. Yeah. Kick it up one time. <laughs> Spinderella. Uh, <laughs> another like main. They, they kind of definitely broke that mainstream. They was able to talk about 
they they would be sexual, but it weren't as overt as we'll talk about in the 90s, where it just went like, all right, all right, cool. But they were sexy, but it was real chill. And they had the cool hairstyles, and yeah, I think it was more of a Peppa fan than Saul, but it didn't matter. Oh, no, 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 DJ Spinderella. Spinderella, though. Yeah, come on, man. Spinderella was, was, she oh, was yeah. a gal, man. She was, yeah. But no, something Pepper must must love for them, man. I mean, they had the song, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Yeah. Let's talk. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's a good song, you know, because they're talking of also, we got to remember that time, you know, um, the whole like AIDS and like condoms and this and like it was a big, that's a big topic within that time frame yeah, because right? like i said before that no one no one wore condoms right so they're now you know, people are dying you know dropping like flies and it's like yeah i put a condom on it. i'm like what what <laughs> put this tire on my why that's facts though that's that's what was going on right then and uh, put on condoms guys yeah, age yeah. is still well, around it, it, it's a th- it, it's a thing yeah it's a thing <laughs> and you know I, I would say more derogatory things but i don't want to get in trouble uh yeah biz marquee nobody beats the biz Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I was listening to that. Actually, I was listening to that song today. Uh, rest in peace, man. He just he passed last year, I think. Yeah. Or two years ago. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, we t- I'm trying to think of anybody I have written. We talked about Houdini. I mentioned Houdini earlier. Africa Bombada, Kuji Rap Ice T, Too Short. Um, yeah, I think that's all the names I had down that were kind of. Well, you, in you my also brain. said there's, there were songs, or there was, I guess you could say, what artists in the 80s that just you may think is overrated and again it's all per, it's all subjective yeah. it's all based on your opinion but like what yeah. 80s and not just because it's simple lyrics hip hop and hip hop but like it just you just wasn't feeling it when yeah, everyone else was uh tone low not a big fan tone low uh, come on no i know okay the voice the voice but i just couldn't <laughs> i couldn't get down with that I well then come on right i'm i'm good all uh, right. There was uh, let's see. Oh, the fat boys. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just too, <laughs> I mean, it's just a little corny for me. Are you anti fat? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Let's not start that now. Hold on. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I had one on here that was talk about MC Shannery. Oh, um, oh man, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this one. Curtis Blow. Not a fan. No, dude. Yeah, no. Did you listen to the right Curtis Blow? Maybe I didn't. Um, but what I heard, I tried a couple songs. Like, it's lyrical. I mean, first of all, it's not early in the eighties. It's not early. I know, but I'm just just my breaks, man. So you put the breaks on. You're not. You're not. I got it right here. I wasn't. I wasn't. These are the breaks. No, I'm good. Um, I tell you. Yeah, I know. I know. Right? It's crazy. (laughs) MC Hammer. Now I wasn't a fan of him, even though I had the pants. But the pants. I was just, you know, trying to be cool. Yeah. Um, I think that was I. I, I kind of vibe with the Jungle Brothers a little. Uh, yeah. I was listening to them this week a little bit. Um, Dougie Fresh, man, there's some good Dougie Fresh songs. I think he had a whole different kind of swag, but I'm not the biggest fan of him. Um, we like Slick Rick. I do like Slick Rick only because there's a few songs for me that are just super classic and his storytelling in those particular songs are just like he paints a picture and I can just kind of. Listen, I feel like I'm listening to a story or reading of like a yeah, book yeah, versus yeah, in a song, really and I and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was about it. I mean, I you know some of it's just a little, I don't know, it it's just a little too cartoonish for me, man. But that's just me. I don't know. Well, for me, I kind of already threw mine's out. Like yeah, the Beastie Boys just didn't gravitate. Like I just didn't gravitate to that. Um, the African Bambada stuff, a techno funk thing. 
yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't, didn't grab. I mean, it it was very interesting and very innovative. Again, in I'm the eighties, they were able to connect something. It was very, very. Um, you could tell like it was some something different, but it just didn't it resonate was. with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna play just the intro to that real quick. Well, I don't think we'll get in trouble. We're fine. We're not monetized, so it doesn't matter. Okay. okay. Can you hear that? Yeah. yeah. The crowd is high. <laughs> now that's dope, right? The beginning, right? That's I like that. I would say production-wise, yeah, definitely. But then I, I'm done after that. I'm already, you know, I'm on the floor. I'm dancing, but like, yeah, production-wise, beats, but the lyrics are it just no lyric. Is the, the beat though, the intro to that, and getting the crowd rocking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's classic. I mean, that's, that's the origin of hip hop. It's, it's supposed to be classic. in a party, blasting some nice music, and getting people to dance. Uh, Bobby yeah. put in. I have to put this uh, comment in. He's about to unsave if he didn't take Slick Rick. Yeah, you cannot oh, not like no, Slick I like, Rick. I like, I like Slick Rick. Yeah, yeah no, dude. No he's, with that. Um, Marley Mark. Now, mm. we didn't, I mean, mm. another we didn't really. Touch on him. Let me, I'm going to pull up a song from him. Let's see. Talented, uh, uh, different, different, talented rapper, man. Uh, but yeah, my, my, yeah, my, the ones I don't like, yeah, I, I think I already said it. BC Boys. Yeah, a little bit of African. It's not, the, and then yeah, the public enemy. And I know you're supposed to, as a black person, love public public enemy because you know racism or something. But I, just again, it just <laughs> did you say racism or something? <laughs> yeah, like fact the power. I get, yeah, I get it. I get it. But you know, what? and they were like super smart guys. You know, Chuck D, college educated dude. He's like, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think Rick Rubin tried to bring him into that jam, and he was like, Nah, man, I'm trying to do something different. And, yeah, like all right, bro. This is a, I want to I want to play this one real quick. I want to see if anybody in the chat can kind of vibe with this. This is one I sent Hannibal the other day. That beat to me right there is like. So if you guys can tell us in the chat what song is this, what artist is this? That beat has been like took took with so many different uh, songs. Oh, I know. So that's enough of that. But so anybody in chat, you get two thumbs up. Who is that? Who's that that we're just talking about? What song is that? Oh, yeah. Garden State. Yeah, Garden State, we're going to get there you on go. the channel talking. He yeah, said he got everything. Yeah. yeah, deals. Uh, Doc was damn good. Damn good. And again, like I was saying earlier, he sh- he should have been bigger than he was. But like, you know, things, unfortunately, uh, kind of went in that direction. Like Eminem, was, I saw an uh, interview. Eminem was reciting the Doc's lyrics. Like he was word by word. Obviously, like when you see other rappers go and talk about other rap and like and then spit the lyrics as if they're doing it yeah. you know that they really really appreciate it. that's that's something like one of my favorite videos i've ever seen was when dmx met rakim mm-hmm. dmx like fanboyed out like i can't believe it like he, he hugged him a couple of times and it yeah. was so crazy because like dmx you know in terms of monetary like making money made so much more money than rakim oh. people probably know dmx way more than you know rakim yeah. If you really, you know, the Phil Lehman, you know, hip hop yep. fan. Yep. But, you know, real hip hop fans know what Rock is. But DMX loved Rock Hammer. He was reciting his lyrics. Like he was a big fan. He fanned out on Rock That was like so cool because no matter how successful 
DMX yeah. was. He saw Rock Hammer. He's like, yo, I, I reason why I rap is because of you. Is that's my he's like, that's my guy. That's yeah. my hero. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it was it was really, really cool. And that's the kind of thing that it's really amazing about, you know, the 80s. 80s like laid the foundation of you know what we see now. Like it it, it got to the mainstream. Like I going back to Rum DMC, they started. It was like, okay, wow, this actually they're actually a hit. They're traveling. They're going across the world. They they're performing in different places, yeah. bringing this kind of very interesting music. That even then, even in these people, people thought, "Will rap ever? Is this going to be a fad? Is it going to die out?" And it sure did not. Wasn't no. going to die out. And I feel like Run DMC. I don't know this. I should. I should. But I feel like they were one of the him and them and LL were probably the first to kind of start selling out shows and stadiums and really doing on tour and like people were going to see them right and buying tickets weeks or months in advance like they kind of paved the way for that you know yeah i think so and because of the, the branding i think yeah i believe they actually had a sneaker deal with adidas the quote, i think i, actually, I think they, yeah. i think they did actually i mean yeah, they, quote yeah. me on it, i think they did i think it was like I, the first non-athlete sneaker deal yeah and, and ll had a deal with kango you know he's rocking the kango bucket hats his, and his head you know, is big yeah, well, he does have a big head. I always say <laughs> my wife likes LL, but you know, you got a big ass head. And then I have a big ass head, so it's like you didn't even make like, why am I it's a pot calling kind of black? Like, I have a big head, yeah, big head. Uh, but um, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's interesting, com- interesting comment from uh, Jose. Hip hop is dead now, except for a handful of people. I Ooh. would, I would, I would disagree. I still think it's there, it's alive. I don't think it's dead. It really depends on who you're listening to and what your yeah, taste is and what you you know what you like. Yeah. And you know what? It's and is is the eighties still there, the music's still there. Listen to that. If that's what you like to listen or the nineties, then you know, you know, the average person stops listening to new music at twenty nine years old. Yeah, I remember you said I think you said you, you talked to, you said that the other this week yeah. to me, and I was like, I didn't think about it. And I think about like I do <laughs> listen to some new music, but if I'm if I'm actually gonna listen to something, it's usually very select few that's new it's mm-hmm. mostly the old stuff because it's I just i know it it gets i know i can turn this album on if i want to work out or run or if i'm doing yard work or if i'm just chilling in the car there's certain albums that i know i know exactly what i want to get for that moment in my life for that 30 minutes that hour that 10 minutes and it's all stuff that's not new you know uh so i think yeah it's a good point you made i didn't think about that it's uh well what helps at least for me, is these apps, Spotify, Apple Music. It doesn't matter which one you use, uh, Pandora. It really doesn't matter. Those help me listen to new music because without that, yeah, I probably would have stopped because I already know what I like and I don't want to hear someone new. No, smack the record out of their hand. I don't hear that. But where where you put on a certain artist you like or you, you, know, you put on an album and the album finishes and then Spotify and all these apps with these algorithms... They can kind of guess what you would like to listen to next, and I've I've received some music like okay, I actually like this. Yeah. So without that introducing me into something, yeah, you're right. I probably would have stopped. Um, I don't watch. I don't listen to too much. Like music videos is a big deal growing up. Now I couldn't tell you what the latest music video was. So I think with those apps and the technology, kind of helps you bring some yeah. some new music to people so do you do you remember i don't know if this is a regional thing but uh the box did you guys have that on the east coast a channel called the box 
Well, we call it. Well, it was called a video box, but maybe. So it was. So basically, <clears throat> how I remember it, this is bef- like same time like you had MTV and like that kind of stuff. But like, I think it was like local. It'd be on like a local particular station or whatever. It was on TV though, yeah. and you could go in and like request songs. And I remember watching videos on the box, and it'd be like the top three or five songs, and the video would play constantly because people could either call not call in or vote or something on what song video what video they wanted to see yeah whatever got the most votes like that would come in you'd see it a lot so like back in the day like this is 90s though when i would watch it but i just remember like learning new music through the box you know what i'm saying or the source magazine or that's how i how i would get my information because we didn't have spotify and apple music so you had to really search it out but to your point it's great now because these algorithms are crazy good and they just know exactly where to kind of shift you and check this out and suggest this. And you feel like this artist, you might like this artist. And a lot of times they're right, which is kind of wild, but back in the day when you're you're a kid, yeah, you got to go to the actual store and you got to figure it out. You got to talk to your boys, you know, what are the girls listening to? I want to listen to that. I got to make a mixtape for this, this girl I'm trying to holler at. Like (laughs) it was so much harder back then. You know what I'm saying? But have you ever made Have you ever made a mixtape for a girl? I not. not for a girl. I was a nerd, so I was didn't too nervous to talk to him. But I definitely <laughs> like just record. I would record off the radio. Like I had this, you know, the set, you know, cassette tape with you yeah, youngins. I think everyone here knows what play. a cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. And I would record, and I would hate when they're about to play a song and like it, but the DJ f- cuts in because it's not that's not the song. He's talking about something. Else. I get so mad because I'm thinking I was gonna play that song. And I'm like I have to wait a little late yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are some good times because you have to put more effort into the kind of music you want to listen to. Yeah. Like I said, you had to go read it. You had to go, you had to go. And I guess what's well, one thing I miss growing up, I didn't go to a lot of, I mean, obviously in the 80s, I was a child, but man, I would like to go to those hip hop concerts and stuff like that, where it just like, where you see, you know, all these great, great, great artists just putting shows together, just putting stuff together in an in a, in a art form that's growing. Like it's just started, so who cares where where it goes because everyone's doing things a little differently. So it's yeah. a it was an amazing thing actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the chat's talking about Yo MTV raps, uh, the basement. Yeah, I remember. All oh that. yeah, yeah, that's it all crazy. This is like '90s rap is going to be that's even a crazier episode. Yeah, as, uh, so. there's so I mean, there's more stuff that we actually could remember in terms of growing mm-hmm. up, uh, seeing everything, and I feel like I don't know, like just a good question to ask right now, like. What would you just what would you consider the golden age of hip hop? Is it the 80s or the Ooh, 90s? That okay, so I think for a lot of people, it, it's gonna depend on your demographic. For me, if I had to pick if you told me, I'll answer it this way. If you told me I could one decade and you're gonna hit, listen to hip hop for the rest of your life, you gotta pick one decade and you can't listen to any other decade. I'm going 90s. I'm taking all the 90s albums I can take, and I'm going to go 90 to 99. That would be my over personal. over Rock Kim, over yes. MWA, yes. Yep. yep, yep, over um, yep. Well, no, you like Beastie Boys? No idea. No, over all that, yeah. Because for me, in the 90s, you're going to have um, more albums that I grew up with, and some more class. I mean, I'm going to have everything from Nas to Jay Z. To, to 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 Pac to Biggie, uh, I'm gonna have Wu Tang. I'm gonna have Tribe Called Quest. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a lot to choose from that I personally enjoy. So for me, if I had to is pick it, one decade, I, it would be the '90s for me. 
is it based on the song qualities or your memories? It's probably based probably based on my memories. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm sure there's a lot of 80s that maybe I'm discounting, right? Um, I think we gotta give 80s the, the props, you gotta give it its due. So, you know, we also talk about basketball on this channel, right? So yeah. if you look at it like basketball, the 80s were great because you had Lakers and Celtics. They won all the championships with, I think, the exception. I think Houston won one in the 80s. The Sixers won one. But it was the Lakers and uh, Celtics. They saved basketball. Many many historians will tell you that. They saved it. It was dying. Magic and Bird came in, same time, same year, right out of college, had a rivalry. Showtime Lakers, gritty Boston. They saved the NBA. If those two guys don't do what they did, NBA might not be as popular as it is now. But for me, I'm a 90s kid, right? And some, so I, I'm, I want my Bulls, six championships in eight years, you know? So the, the Bulls versus the Knicks, sorry, Hannibal. And, you know, it's that's, you know, for me, if I'm going to watch basketball, I want some 90s, right? My, Maybe, my highlight, you know, my highlight is John Starks John dunking Starks on Jordan. Him. That's my, that's my, you're like, I have six championships. Yeah, but. John Fox dunked on uh, Jordan and Pippen at one time in that one game. And I I, I wish I had that poster. Like, some people have that. That was a good poster. Fantastic. Yeah, actually, that was that's a great analogy in terms of like, because people say that, right? Like, even the current basketball is like, yeah, man, but yeah, yeah, Will Chamberlain, he dominated, but he was, you know, playing a bunch of uh, uh, plumbers and firemen. Exactly. Exactly. But you can't really say, like, every era is different. And there's, like I said, the foundations, like the 80s put all this effort and work so the 90s could thrive. And have Lauren Hill no, putting, like I was listening to Lauren Hill earlier. Damn, that was like. It's crazy, man. Next level. But if, if the 80s didn't do what they did, if Salt and Pepper didn't do what they did, and um, MC Light and Queen Tifa, does Lauren Hill even think, oh, I would like to rap or try to do this thing? No, because you listen to the old, you listen to stuff you grew up with and it yeah. builds. So, yeah. I think the, I think you bring up a great point. I think the '80s. I think most people would consider that the golden age. I do because of the innovation and the newness of it and the pioneering of it, right? But I think for me, I think a lot of people, if we took a poll, the '90s and early 2000s would be kind of like where it really took off. The lyrics jumped, the album sales went up, like a lot of classic albums in a very short amount of time. If you go '90 four to 2002 dude there's there's some classics in yeah, that era and yeah. you know in that particular like let's say eight year time frame i mean a lot of i mean that's the time frame i want if i can only have 20 cds most of my albums are probably coming from that particular time frame you know um but i think yeah the, the golden age would make sense since it's the 80s but for me if i only if i had to pick one decade it would be nineties and we'll get into more of that next week. So, well, yeah, next week we'll be talking about the nineties and yeah, we're probably going to have a lot more because we actually were, I mean, we were alive in the eighties, obviously, but in terms of growing up and, yeah. and really listen. And again, that's, that's when MTV really took off. BT was there. Yeah. There were, there were real records being made. It was like, you could say eighties got to a point where it was, it was getting to mainstream nineties was it's as mainstream as anything else. Yeah, multi, multi, you know, millions of records are being sold, the biggest acts performing, you know, in the biggest places in the world. So we have a lot to talk about in that, obviously, in the '90s, and we'll probably we'll probably do some higher, and I'm sure we're gonna have some underrated, overrated in terms of uh, '90s. I'm sure yeah. Peyton's gonna say something ridiculous, like he said earlier today. 
Probably, I can't literally probably. just like I don't understand how he doesn't like. like how's that pot like? <laughs> what do you say you like again? <laughs> you see, you don't even remember. It's not. I even remember. Remote. I'm so angry. Why? There was a few Dougie Fresh. I think the one I I think hold on I, I don't even remember myself. I think it was. Oh, um, so you like the Fat Boys? Oh, the Fat Boys. Uh, I like yeah, the Fat I'm, Boys. I'm, I'm I'm good. Curtis Blow. That's the one. That oh you yeah, did. that yeah that that was yeah, the really but, the one. Yeah. yeah. Please don't unsubscribe because Pedro doesn't like Curtis Blow. <laughs> Most people, you know, Curtis Blow was like the first, like the guy. I think he was the first guy. It's cool, like he, man. It's fine. He was, a little, it's... He, was, he was a little bit, he was trying to get to the mainstream appeal a little bit. But yeah, Curtis Blow, these are breaks. All right. I mean, yeah, it's these okay, are man. the breaks. I guess, I mean, apparently the breaks are the breaks, but we're still friends, man. But it's, it's okay. you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to talk about this. This shiny suit era. Oh, yeah. We go. we talk about, Puff we Daddy about, and Mace. And yeah. I don't, you know what? I'm already saying, like, don't, no slander against Diddy. I'm no a big, D, I'm a big P. Diddy fan. Listen, when I was in high school, my senior year, I was a, what's, what's called a, a cadet teacher for my business class. So I would help the teacher run the class. Mm-hmm. And we had to do a, a business plan. You, you know what my freaking business plan was, Hannibal? This is how dumb I was. <laughs> I thought I thought at that point, you know, I had a little computer. I was like, I want to be, I would write music and lyrics. I was like, I want to have a record label. Right. So my so in the business plan, you had to put who your competitors were. My dumbass, I had the Source magazine. I cut up pictures of like Puff Daddy, Jermaine Dupri, like, you know, Def Jam, uh, uh, you know, all these, you know, Sug Knight, or, you know, Master P. I'm like, these are the guys that I'm, are going to be my competition. So like, I was a huge Puff Daddy fan, like huge Puff Daddy fan. Everything he did, I would listen to. Yeah. Uh, do, do you remember that video, uh, Victory? He had oh, Buster yeah, Rhymes on the, as a gargoyle. F- oh my, a fantastic that, video. I Great video song, in actually. School. Too. I don't know how I was supposed to watch the video. They had a TV out. I think it was like an after school program. Dude. And I thought that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Dope ass song, dope ass video. He had Biggie. Yeah. I mean, I'm a destroying the lyrics. Then it got then yeah. it had like bus rhymes on a perch, like a gargoyle, like it's real like, <laughs> front front to about dude. I got I'm gonna listen to that song. We get and on, like man. Lil Kim show like for a second. Like, what the hell was going <laughs> in? Like PD yeah, is yeah. running. I don't understand what the video was about. <laughs> what was the video about? Like, what the <laughs> P. Diddy went from one year he's dancing in the rain, and then the, the next year he's uh running in the rain in the victory song. He's crazy. Okay, you know what? He, next week, all right. Hold we'll on. Get, that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PD was he was a, he was a bit much. He was too much at times. Um, Bobby said you should keep that to yourself, Pedro. But no, bring it out. He could have. He could have kept going. You could have yeah. kept going. You could have been up there with everybody. Yeah. Uh, all right. This hour flew by, flew, but before by. we end, um, Pedro asked me to check out an artist, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you right now. I did. I feel like this is a major blind spot in mm. my hip hop knowledge now i'm not pretending to be all knowing hip-hop but the mm-hmm. idea that i had no idea who spice one was i was surprised kind yeah. of embarrassing because embarrassing is Pedro not liking courage blow i'll take more that. so no. i'll take that, I'll take that. <laughs> i deserve and, that uh, <laughs> so yeah i checked out spice one and uh, i spent a, I actually spent like two days listening to a lot of his music i don't know how i missed this one Probably West Coast, probably. Yeah. I'm assuming that's probably it. But I listened to uh, America's Nightmare, mm-hmm. and the guy had songs with Tupac 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, dude, he had songs with Tupac, MCA, I think Too Short. He did music with big, Everybody. big names. Yeah. So before I didn't I didn't check I didn't check any uh YouTube comments or Facebook comments about Spice One, but just looking at his catalog, looking listen to his songs and realize that he released an album last year. I didn't that know he, that he is a West Coast legend. Yep. I don't have to look at anything else. I'd go by listen to the music, listen to who he collabed with. Like he he had Tupac in 92. 92. Tupac yeah. was Tupac was another guy. Tupac and, in 92 was at the top, man. He was at the top Tupac? of the food chain in 92. I was like, no, 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 no. Not you don't yet. think so? Not 92. No. Uh, when did Tupac pass? 94? Yeah. I yeah, mean, like, Tupac was there. He, was, he wasn't he was at his pinnacle, but he was still Tupac. I mean, He was Tupac. Yeah. yeah. And listening to Spice One, you can tell that a lot of West Coast rappers were, they pay homage to his style because a lot of them rap like he did. And I'm, and I'm looking at his albums, like 92. If you you doing... You're doing this level of high quality, complex lyricism. This is not no hip hop. No, he hip hop no. like Sugar Hill stuff. High quality, very complex lyrics. He had different styles, different flows. He kind of had like the G Funk kind of thing with Warren G before Warren G. Mm-hmm. And he was able to just to go and just have like a you know be like berserk lyrics. This you know again he's talking about. Crime. He's talking about drugs. Talking about beating people's asses. Talking about being a great, you know, great rapper. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that he didn't become more. Again, so certain rappers like why he didn't be yeah. as mainstream as because he was. He was pretty rappers. hard. He was pretty hard. Um, you know, you got other mainstream. You know, you could be talking about the things he was talking about and be mainstream. I don't know why he never hit, but you go on the West Coast. He's a legend. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, know, definitely. I could, I could just, I just by listening, just by just spending a couple of um, hours listening, just by looking at the catalog, he is a legend. Because first of all, you have the most influential West Coast rappers on his on his stuff. That's basically that's all you kind of need to know. That says a lot. Why would yeah. they continue to go and check out and be on his stuff? They know that the guy is playing that, and he's super talented. Right. right. Um, Bobby says that Spice One was too hard to get commercial play. I think he started to like if he if he would have got in later, maybe. Because it got it got to a point where no matter how crazy you got, you get you can get on. But I feel like maybe oh, yeah. him being so not say aggressive, but the content was too early because it gets mm-hmm. that that album came out in '92. Yeah. Um, and he's and and the first song that I realized like he was on he was on the I I got five on a remix. I was like, how the Spike, hell? Oh, I got five. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So he's on a remix <laughs> of that. So yeah, I definitely appreciate you. Even putting that out there, well, I'm glad. I'm uh, glad you enjoyed some of that. That's, that's yeah, definitely a blind spot. Uh, Spice One, extremely talented dude. Mm. Um, so who do you, so who do you got? This is uh, in, if everybody's in the chat. Appreciate y'all for being here. Please hit, consider hitting the thumbs up, right? And if definitely. you're new here, consider subscribing. So appreciate you guys for rocking with us. We're kind of going to try this thing where each week we'll kind of go. Hannibal, give me a suggestion of somebody that maybe I haven't listened to. I'll give them a check out. And then do a little bit of review. He just uh, checked out Spice One. So, who do you got for me this week? You got anybody? Uh, all right. Well, I don't know how. I I, I had one because I was listening to it today, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you um, you may know because it seems like you have. You know, I'll give you some respect. You know, you know some you know some stuff. You know, I know I know a little bit. I know you know just, a little bit. Just, 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 just a little, little bit. Everything. Just a little. Bit. Uh, I I yeah. I, I should have spent more time on this. Let's see. Do you know anything about? Um, little brother. Never heard of it. 
Get out of here. Never heard a little bro. Thank and maybe if I have, if I've heard the song, I don't know that that's the artist, if that makes sense, right? Okay. So, so how do you, is it L I L? L I L? Yeah, like Little Brother. Little, little They're from brother. North Carolina. Okay. So, you know, J. Cole. Is this, uh, is this new stuff? Yeah. No. Current? No, it's older. Or current 2000s. 2000s, 2000s to, okay. to now. Very, okay. very, you, you can get into it too. Um, okay. Do you know Ninth Wonder, right? Sounds familiar, but I don't think I've. Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't so think, you're you're yeah. gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a very great okay. listening experience. So Knife Wonder is probably one of my favorite producers. He's up there with Kanye. Like even Kanye is like Knife Wonder. You make great beats. He actually wrote. He said that in one of the songs. Like so, these are the guys right here. Yes. Okay. North Carolina. Okay. And if you want to listen to one album, it's called The Listening. Um, uh, I got it right here, deluxe album. It's on there, so I'm gonna click on that, uh, and I'm gonna if, add it, and I'll listen. If you to like that. Kanye soul beats, okay, then you're gonna like Knife Wonder. Knife nice. Wonder, all he okay. does is soul beats. He's a soul beat master, and I think you're gonna really, really enjoy. Two guys, Fonte is the darker one, not the big. The big one's called Big Pooh. Okay. Um, Fonte's lyrics. He can hold his own. So this is this is 2003. I am man. Just how you were surprised you didn't know who Spice One is. I'm surprised I didn't. 2003 was well, like you know like you know like Spice One is a legend. I wouldn't necessarily call this group a legend, legend okay. but a Knife Wonder is one of the best producers ever. So he was the one who put those beats to this, uh, and it's a few albums, but I think I like, I like the listening the most. Well, this one's got a lot of, it's 43 tracks, but half of them are instrumental or bonus tracks. So it looks like there's about 17 songs, 18 songs. Yeah. And then a lot of like remixes. Okay. Yeah, I see Ninth Wonders out. on I here. I think okay. you're going to, you're going to enjoy it. I think it, it very, very, you know, they put in some effort of really good. You got some good storytelling. You got some like, check it out. We can definitely talk about that. Um, but yeah, next week is gonna be nineties. I think I don't know if you can. I think we should do a little bit longer than an hour because the nineties a lot going on there. I, I think nineties is gonna the, be a lot. I got a lot to bring for that. I mean, yeah. that's my that's the era that I started listening to hip hop. You know, as you know, because in in ninety, you know, my first album I bought was in ninety one or ninety two, so that's when I started. So for me, a um, lot of nostalgia there. Um, big respect for 80s. They paved the way. Um, but 90s for me is where it's at. So I think we definitely got to go at least an hour and a half next week. Yeah, we'll do that. I think yeah. there's a lot going on. We can talk about our favorite rappers. Also, our under, like, you know, overrated rappers. Like, who you thought just got a lot, lot of attention for no reason or we didn't like. Um, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't even tell you what, what I don't like. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's the something. Yeah, there's some. I mean, yeah, there's... I, I, it, it, it definitely exploded in terms of mainstream appeal. And like I said, the talent, the production, everyone put more effort in. You couldn't just do the ABC rhymes. Yeah. Right? Like, you had to put that that extra uh, level of creativity in there. So, we're definitely going to do that. Um, on that note, thank you guys for staying with We had a consistent group. Yeah. Staying in, uh, talking about all types of 80s rappers. Now we're going to go into 90s, which is interesting because like 80s was 40 years ago, and now we're going to go 30 years ago. Time yeah. is about. We're old, dude. Man. It's over. Get, up, get off my lawn. We're, <laughs> Gary's we're, we're, like, we are those guys for sure. We're definitely those guys. <laughs> but on that note, I appreciate everyone who came in, checked out, check out the replay, a like, subscribe. Um, it you know All the links of the podcast will be down there if you want to listen to it while you're in your car doing what you got to do. And 
We got some homework for Pedro. Going to listen to Little Brothers the Little Listening. Brother. Yes. I think he's going to like it. Well, we say he may hate it. Who knows? I mean, maybe he sounds like there's a bunch of Curtis Blows in there. Just, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, stay tuned because I'll say something ridiculous next week as well. I'm appreciate sure. it. I'll have uh, somebody and- on the, the overrated list and be like, what? It's crazy, bro. But I'm going to be honest. So it is what it is. That's and that's what we need. We need honest feedback. And Dirty Hands Raider, this is definitely going to be my favorite live. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. We enjoy it. I mean, this is like a labor of love, but you know, we we yeah. are doing this because we really passionate about hip hop and want to talk about it. And we we like you know anyone who wants to come with that journey and great ideas, great uh, names you throw in there during the uh, oh. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the 90s, Lost Boys. Oh, Eloise. T. Renee is one of my favorite well, hip-hop songs, the, dude. Oh, next my God. Week, I, I can't hold even that wait in. for next week, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, the L-O-S-T, the B-O-Y-Z. Those are my dudes. <laughs> Mr. Cheeks is my guy, man. Oh my Definitely. God. And Jose, yeah, it's we're not all the way in our prime. That's why bro, I say we, we I, need two. We're going two hours next week. Oh, you know what? I, yeah, I, I, to, I'm ready. We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, live? What do you want to do? Um, what we'll do y'all talk. think in the chat? What do y'all think? Do you guys like the lot? So, you know, we got some people in here. Appreciate y'all rocking Jose, Dirty, the W. Uh, yeah, Bobby have been here. Definitely. Uh, a glass half empty was up here earlier. Garden State. What do you guys think? Do you guys like the live? Do you like a pre recorded and then we're in? We do it as a premiere and you guys could rock with us in there. You guys have a preference? You know, let's 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 see what y'all. Uh, Jose already has, said it has, has to be, be live. live. <laughs> we ain't, you know what? I think, you know, we talked about not doing a live like every week, you know, but I think the nineties, I, I think we need to go live because I think that that's the time, you know, I got a lot to say good and bad. So let's just rock with a live next okay. week. Yeah. All right. So we heard it first. We're going to go yeah. completely live next week, Wednesday, 10 Eastern. And yeah, we're going to, I got a lot. I got a lot. I got, I got probably too much. You got too yeah. much. I got too much. I'm sure we each need an hour. Yeah, we each need an hour. So. And yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have, we're gonna talk about what we've seen on TV. Obviously, this is where the music videos blew up. We're gonna talk about Hype Williams and the oh, ridiculous yeah. videos that he created. There you go. Obviously, yeah. it's a lot to discuss. But on that note, thank you for taking time to check us out. You know, like, subscribe, do all that great stuff, and we'll see you guys next week live at 10 p.m. Eastern. Peace yes, out. sir.